Hey mama, this is Motherhood Grace, a podcast dedicated to taking care of modern homemakers. I'm your host, Kate Markovitz, a mom ready to rewrite the motherhood narrative with you. I'm fed up with conventional mom culture. You know, the one where mom is the exhausted martyr of the family and only values her worth by her busyness or how much she sacrifices in the name of motherhood. It's time to reclaim our motherhood and our lives. We are women worthy of feeling and being confident, energetic, and joyful. I'm here to provide tools, resources, and the community you need to thrive in your motherhood. You've totally got this. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Motherhood Grace podcast. Today, I am coming at you with episode number 28. I can't believe I have 28 podcast episodes out here in the world, but this is an exciting day. And today is a listener question, which are actually some of my favorite type of episodes, not because I think I'm an expert, but I think it's just nice to hear and talk about some of the discussions and things that you all are wondering about and some of the topics that you feel you need some more support in. And so that is what today's episode is going to be all about. A listener question with mommying and work, specifically work from home, because that is what I have experience in. First, I was just want to share a personal update. We just got back from Shenandoah, which is a national park in Virginia, and it was such a fun time. We went with me, my husband, and Charlotte, and though we do not do this often, we actually ended up taking the dog as well. We used to have a dog sitter that had a full-blown dog sitting business or pet sitting business. And she actually only lived right up the street from us, which was fantastic because last year we went to Florida in February and there actually ended up being like a really bad ice storm and the power was out everywhere. People couldn't get places and um, she could just walk down to her house. So we didn't have to worry about anybody like driving to go let Murphy out or any type of scenario like that. So it really, really worked out. And now she's gone. She moved. And so we're in search of another dog sitter. And thankfully, I had booked an Airbnb that was dog friendly. So we did not have to board him. He could come with us. And it was just a ton of fun. We went with my parents and my sister and her husband. We did a lot of different hikes around the Shenandoah Valley, which really got, I felt like I really got to know the park and, um, we got to go to both of the lodges. We did a lot of skyline drive, which is a beautiful scenic drive through the park. I have to be honest. I never saw myself as a national park vacationer. Um, you know, those, this or that questions and mountains or beach, I would have always said beach. And now that we have been doing some national parks, I am totally the mountain national park goer now. Um, one thing I will say is we live in Western Pennsylvania. And so I did feel that the terrain in Shenandoah was, you know, very similar to what we see around here. And so I'm sure if you live in a different type of climate, going and seeing that park would just feel amazing. 
um it was still obviously very beautiful and some of the leaves had turned but not all of them which is actually kind of fun because one of the hikes we did on the right hand side everything was like the yellow and orange and the ferns had changed to golden and on the other side was actually still green so it was really cool to see them side by side but anyway really fun we stayed um i call it massanut and i don't know if that's how you say it and i didn't hear anybody talk about it but that was a resort that was actually right next to our airbnb there was an indoor water park which we planned to do and completely ran out of time um but there's skiing golf courses lots of things to do in that resort a spa if that's more your thing too so lots for the whole family if you do need somewhere to vacation it was also about a four and a half five hour drive for us from pittsburgh so it was actually a little bit further than i anticipated but like i said it was totally worth it so today we're going to talk two different business questions related to mommy and work and like i said more of a work from home and I just want to share like my experience some of thoughts that i have around it being into working from home now for about a decade which is which is really crazy to think i've been working home for a decade now but here's the first question I've been following you for years now. I listen to the Ladies' Dish podcast. I have watched you go from running nutrition programs and groups to building a beauty counter business and then entering motherhood and continuing to work and share your life. I recently became a mom and now long for more flexibility in my career, but I do not have the opportunity to just stop working. We need the income. I'd love for you to share more about your journey and experience as a mom that works from home, whatever you want to share. So that this was a great question because I think my answer may surprise you, listener, and what I just have to say about all of it. But let me first go through my experience. So I'm going to take you back to 2013. So I used to be a high school math teacher. And so when I'm saying 2013, I'm talking about like the end of the school year, May, June, 2013, I quit my full-time in-person teaching job. So the first year of marriage, my husband actually lived in Florida and I lived in Pennsylvania. We had bought a house before he went to Florida because we knew ultimately we would always want to be in the location we were because we are pretty much in the center of his parents my parents uh my grandparents his grandparents we're very lucky to have a lot of family here and his siblings are still in the area as well mine have actually moved but his family's still around so we knew no matter what happened we would be like considering this more home. And my husband uh, used to play a professional sport in Florida. And so that's why he was down there. And I just discovered that I really just did not like that scenario. I thought it would be fine because we had done it the year before, but the year before we weren't married and it didn't. And it felt like when I came home from work, I wanted to have someone to share my life with uh, now that I was married and so i actually had had a roommate the year before the year before and then lived with my parents before that to save some money so it really felt like i was just super lonely and i 
I didn't want it to be that way. And so I quit my full-time job and decided to start an online grad school program and called Organizational Leadership. So I do have my master's degree in that and started doing some online tutoring for a cyber school in Pennsylvania so I could keep up with my, um, just like the connection to teaching. I always, I always tutored. I have tutored since I was in high school. And so I wanted to keep doing that. I was actually also doing some side work for a local gym as well as a solo female fitness entrepreneur. And I was just helping them with like social media and marketing, organizing, getting posts together, keeping them a little bit like on task. And I guess it's some assistant work. So here's the dog. I'm sure you can hear him. So I did this for a year while I was finishing my grad school program through 2014. I graduated and then I ended up taking a full-time teaching job at the same cyber school for that following school year. So in 2015, I also signed up to do the nutritional therapy consultant program to be a certified NTC. And towards the end of that year, I believe 2015, I started working for Diane Sanfilippo of Balanced Bites. I had a position as the content coordinator. So I had a lot going on. I was actually running my own like fitness and nutrition programs too, just virtually online, keeping people accountable, giving them little tips and tricks and recipes and all those kind of things. It was something I was just super, super interested in. And it's also funny because when I think back to all that, I'm like, how did I do all that? Really at the time, I don't remember when, I don't think I really started building my Instagram until I was like bedridden when I was pregnant. So I'm thinking like, how did I have time for all this? It's because I wasn't spending a ton of time on social media either because it just, it wasn't really the same. <laughs> Look how much more you could get done. Anyway, let's continue. So I got pregnant with Charlotte in the summer of 2016 and we moved back to Pennsylvania. My husband had started a new job as a general manager of a country club. And I really don't remember all the details, but I did start helping him at the country club around the same time I was really growing my business. So I was running 21 Day Sugar Detox groups. I was working for Diane. I had my own nutrition clients. I was really starting to build up my beauty counter business and going for some pretty lofty goals during that time. And then I actually had Charlotte's and, you know, I had a, a really hard pregnancy, but then I also had a really high needs baby and we were worried about health things and it, it just, it just was a lot. And so I'm sharing so many details because I think the main point here is that I was always doing a lot of things. I never had just a teaching job, right? Like I was teaching, I was doing side work here, I was doing my own business there. Like I always had my hands in a lot of different pots. And so I think when people see me now and they see me as a first and foremost mom and primary caretaker that's home all day while also working beauty counter while also working motherhood grace while also hosting a podcast it seems like a lot but this truly feels like the least amount of work i've ever done within the past decade and maybe because it's mostly 
like my own work. I don't have another boss. I don't have someone else who's relying on me and expecting me to get things done and to do things. And so it doesn't feel quite as high pressure or high stakes because I'm I'm the one that's really in charge. I'm in charge of me. I'm in charge of when everything gets done. And also I hired during the summer of 2020 when my beauty counter business had hit an explosion to help me with the shipping and processing of my Etsy shop because it takes more time than you think to really package up and get everything out the door. And so Mallory, huge shout out to Mallory. She's been a lot of help for me and just taking off some of those smaller tasks that she can really manage and keep me in the loop on. And, um, you know, a lot of even the managing inventory and ordering and all those types of things. And so then I can work on the creative aspects of my business. So I do have that taken off my plate, which for me was actually like kind of stressful. Like it just used to stress me out to have those little things every day. So that's my background. So I've really like I, I was working from home well before I had Charlotte. So in a lot of ways, it didn't feel like I needed to make a de decision about working or not when I had her because I was already doing it from home. It had already been like integrated so much into my routine and it didn't feel like I was going to have to change too much. Whereas if I was going outside the home, I, I can see how that would feel like a much bigger decision or more pressure of do I continue to go outside the home? Like, what do I do now? And so I, I do want to make that clear because I never really felt like I had to choose between mommying or working or um, any of that, if that makes sense. What So what I would suggest is getting really clear on what your top priorities are. And I want to say here that it's okay not to want to be home with your child, even if you need to work or even if you want to work. Like, I want to give you the permission that it's okay to go outside the home. It's okay to not be with your kid all the time. I've just realized in talking with some of my friends who were constantly berating themselves because they worked outside the home and they weren't with their kids that much. Um, and I said, well, what if it's okay that you're doing that? What if it's, what if it doesn't impact like the relationship you have with your child and how they're going to be raised and you're always going to be their mother? And some of them are just like, wow, I think I just needed to hear that because I, the truth is I do enjoy working and I, and you know, like you're saying in this question, I need to work. I have to go to work. And instead I was just carrying around this guilt because I wasn't at home, but the reality is Maybe that's not even what I truly want anyway, and that's okay. It's it's okay to not want to be home because I think also let's infuse into this conversation like the toxic mommy cultures that we talked about in episodes 20 to 22, but then also that it's not saying you don't enjoy spending time with your kid. It's not saying that you don't love being a mom because that's what people assume. It's like, oh, if you choose to go work outside the home, you must not love doing that. That's not it at all. It's that you also have other parts of you. There are other parts besides mom and you want to honor those. And that is really wonderful. I think that's what continues to make 
a strong role model for your children. And um, I think even if you are a mom that stays at home and does the work inside the home, meaning you don't have other work on your plate for other jobs or businesses, you still have to set that example to make sure your children know that having an identity outside of mom is still part, you still have other parts to you. You're not just mom, right? Okay, so I just I just really wanted to give that permission. Now, if you do yearn to be home, and I, I would really encourage you to take a look at the actual numbers and find out if there is any way for possibly to go part-time or to be more flexible. Because I remember having a friend when I was teaching saying like literally my entire salary goes to daycare. And so I could stop working and we would have about the same amount of money. Um, but I really enjoy teaching and so I don't want to give up my career. So sometimes if you don't actually know those numbers or just assuming that you have to do it, if you sit down, you may find that, oh wait, it would be about a thousand dollars a month that I would need to bring in if I do decide to to quit my job, but we would still need that money. And you know, a thousand dollars might be easier to make up in some of these side end jobs um, than feeling like you need to go full blown on your career. Because as I mentioned in my story, I, I'm like the queen of many different small end jobs that add up to my income every year, whether it's tutoring, graphic design, assistant work, content coordinating, social media planning, website design, project managing. I mean, all those things like you could even be watching other people's children if you wanted to. Um, there's just so many different, there's so many cool, unique ways. We are living in a time where you can make money in such unique ways. And so maybe figure out what those numbers actually are. What are your strengths? And would you be able to try to make up that money? Now, Mallory, who helps me, she does just about 10 hours a month for me. Um, and she has several online businesses that she does like assistant work like this for. And so that makes that keeps up her income or her salary um, instead of having to go somewhere. And like I said, you may make a little concession, like you may not be making quite as much money, but if that's where, if you're saying your top priority is to be home, remember that you don't have to do this depending how many children you have and how long they're going to be home. Um, you know, for me with Charlotte, this is, she's five now. So this is the first year where I have every single day, a couple hours a day for her to be gone. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's that element if you actually break it down and see what you need. And then, so I'm sorry, I had some notes and I just clicked on something else. Okay. So also consider the option of maybe just taking one to two years off your career. Not that you would never work again, but is it a possibility to take a pause? So this is actually what my mom did. Um, when she had me, she, she was a teacher also before she had me. And then she took time off when she had me and she actually did real estate. Um, and then when she had my brother, she started just doing, I think it was like cold calling for a lawn company or something like twice a week, she would just go down so that she could go talk to other people and get out of the house. And also to, to 
I don't want to say forced, but so that my dad also had time with us alone. So it wasn't just always my mom with us so that he was also doing some of the parenting work. Um, and then she ended up going back to teaching when my sister was, was a little bit younger. So she hired her and a neighbor actually had the same nanny who would come in. They would split the cost to watch my sister before she was in school full time. So there's, there's so many creative ways. There's lots of things that you can do if you maybe just start looking into them a little bit. And also I've had some friends who through the pandemic decided that they were not going to work. It was just too stressful. I, I totally even felt that even though I had been working from home before with just the childcare and getting sick. And now we have all these rules about it. So it was really stressful and they ended up taking time off of work, but now they're looking to either like they, they realize that they actually do really enjoy having the job and they want that as part of their identity. So they're going back to work or trying to find work. So, you know, you're not, I think we make this so, so permanent. Like you're not completely stuck no matter what you decide to do. You can always change it. So just remember that. All right. So the next question that I have was a text message. So I'm going to try to change just kind of, it just says, I have a question. Maybe we should meet for coffee and talk about how do you do it all? Being a full-time mom, blogging, your beauty counter business, podcasts, and everything like that. I truly feel like I'm drowning and I don't know what to do. So this mom also has a young kid and has her own business. So here are, I'm going to give you hopefully quick, listen, do we, we just know that I'm not that quick at this point, right? <laughs> going to try to be quick. Six tips for this question. Number one, let go of the idea that everything has to be balanced, especially within the same day. There are definitely days that are just way more mom-focused, family-focused, house-focused, and then there are days where I'm more work-focused, and they're, you know, they're not equally balanced, and I don't believe they ever need to be because we were living in this idea where everything has to be fair, right? Like balance means that we're being fair and equitable to everything. And the truth is that is just not what life is, right? Things cannot be fair and balanced. We just need to make sure we put our attention perhaps in each bucket. Like I definitely, you know, I have to do some mom things every day. I have to do some house things every day, but um, you, you don't have to have them 50-50. You don't have to have them equally split. Now I did find that as Charlotte was getting older, so like I said, this mom has an infant. So as Charlotte was getting older and more mobile, I did find it harder to be able to work because she was getting into things. She needed my attention. Maybe she was starting to walk and was a little bit more wobbly. And so you had to be really careful. So I, I definitely know that there are times when the mommying is going to feel like it's really, really taking over. So my second tip is to maximize the time in the day that you have the most energy or that the kid isn't relying on you as much. So I really maximized nap time. I also t used to wake up really early at our old house. When we moved, it's been harder because Charlotte sleeps in our room a little bit more now. Oh, by the way, somebody help me with that. I cannot... That is the one thing I have not been able to break yet. Um, 
but maybe you'll be working on your business at night versus having like downtimes in the evenings. Like you'll just have to figure out what time of day is the best time for you to get things done. For me, I have the most energy in the morning. And it's like, if I don't work in the morning, even if I had like a chunk of three hours in the afternoon versus an hour and a half in the morning, I would take the hour and a half in the morning because I'm just way more productive in the morning. So I also want you to give, give you the advice, try not to burn yourself out. But honestly, I did when I was trying to reach certain goals. And that was more beauty counter focused. I was having another, like a carrot dangling at the end of the stick. And now I have the hindsight to say like, was that completely worth it? Um, although this feels like it could be getting into a completely different topic. So just, just really focus on your energy and try to really maximize your time. And tying in with that, when you have the time or when things are hard and you're feeling overwhelmed, only work on activities that tie to direct income. So let go of the fluff, let go of the fun stuff, and just make sure that you have orders or you have projects that are moving along that actually pay the bills. So a good example for me is like Instagram is fun. Instagram is marketing. It is not directly tied to income. And so what is more tied to income for me, if I think about my beauty counter business, it's personal reach outs. It's um sending gifts and saying thank yous. It's it's a lot more of the smaller details that aren't flashy and maybe aren't as fun, but those are the things that really build the relationships and matter. So identify what your income producing activities are and focus on those during your work time. And again, if you're overwhelmed, like, you know, maybe you feel like oh, I have to do a gift guide. Every blogger does a gift guide. You don't have to do a gift guide. There are a lot of bloggers that do gift guides, right? So take a look at the numbers, where are your orders really coming from? What are they coming from? And that's that's really what you want to focus on. Number four is to hire or ask for help and maybe not always focused on your business. So for example, I hired house cleaners two times a month when I got pregnant. And that was mostly because I, I truly physically could, could not get off the couch to do that. And but what I realized is that if I worked those hours, like, you know, if I had them, let's say five hours of clean time, so like 10 to 12 hours a month, if I worked 10 to 12 hours a month, I was actually bringing in more money than what I was paying the cleaners. And so even just then, it made more sense for me to work and pay them to clean. Maybe you get a babysitter one to two times a week for just two to three hours so that you know you'll be getting that solid work time. We actually started a two-day preschool program with Charlotte when she was two so that I knew I would at least get about four hours a week um, to get work in. Maybe you ask your partner or grandparents for focused work time. Um, maybe you hire an assistant to do little tasks like the shipping and processing as Mallory helps me so that you can focus on those other income producing activities. A lot of times I think we don't want to spend money because it feels like maybe there's not enough to begin with, but that also frees up time. That also gives you time back and that time you can use to make more money. So just kind of keep that in mind. Number five is to know that there are seasons. So I have some weeks where I just cannot, no matter how much I plan, get everything done on my to-do list. And I just know where my priorities come into play. Like I do not work in the evenings. I cannot. I cannot wake up and be 
a good mom the next day if I work late into the evening. And so my priority comes in there. I let things on my to-do list go if I have to, because I know that I need to get sleep. Um, and majority of the time, what I do for Charlotte and our family does take precedent right now. And but there, but there are definitely times when my business like also has taken precedent. For example, when we went to Florida in February, I was working on the final edits for my second book, The Motherhood Grace Guide, and I took time out of the vacation because I knew. Jim was there. My parents were there. People were there who could watch her. She was having fun. And I knew that I would be focused because I'm on vacation. I want to hurry and get this done. And so I went and worked on my book for a couple of hours. And obviously that was a sacrifice, but it's it was one that I felt the trade-off was there and it was worth it. And then number six is to get out of the house. So if you're having trouble focusing and getting things done, leaving your house is just a great idea because then you're not thinking about laundry, bedrooms, cleaning, you have to make food. Like if you get out to a coffee shop for one to two hours, you will be amazed how much you can cross off your list. Um, I don't do this all the time and I don't have to do it all the time, but if I'm really struggling to get focused, just changing my environment like that can really, really help me cross off my list. So those are some of my ideas for just getting getting the things done. Listen, I know it's hard. I mean, owning a business is so much harder than anyone ever, ever alludes to. Even myself, I should probably talk about that a little bit more even on my Instagram because it is, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of work trying to do it while also raising a child. Um, but it's also something I recognize that not everyone gets to do and it is something that I love. So for me, it feels worth it. So maybe you need to ask yourself that as well. Does it feel worth it to you? But I thank you both for your listener questions. I hope there was something valuable in this episode for everyone who is listening. Um, I hope you have a fantastic week and you, you just kind of think about your priorities and all of that. And next week, we're going to talk about holiday traditions. I think I switched that up from last time, but I just wanted to really address these questions because they came in. But I hope you have a great week and I'll chat with you soon. How are you supported, Mama? And how are you supporting others? I created this podcast and physical goods through my Motherhood Grace shop to provide uplifting and positive resources for moms and women. You can grab my affordable products like a personalized affirmation mug or the postpartum grace guide for yourself or a friend on motherhoodgrace.com or Etsy. Over half of the orders of my book, The Postpartum Grace Guide, are given as gifts, and it warms my heart to see moms supporting other moms. Get free shipping on orders over $35 automatically. You can shop on Etsy or motherhoodgrace.com. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for supporting my business.